0: What are you doing? Elsa, we're recording a podcast. What are you listening to? A
1: Snapchat? No. It was definitely a Snapchat. It was for
2: sure a Snapchat. I saw the
1: page. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I have to see if I have a Snapchat. Yeah, check. Oh, my God. I don't. Wait, I do.
0: I don't have a Snapchat, so it makes it even more rude that you would take
2: time out (laughs) of the podcast (laughs)
1: to check your Snapchats.
2: Do you feel left out? oh yeah I'm
0: do you okay. want
1: me to snapchat
2: you no, no
0: i don't want a pity snap
1: <laughs> oh shit the quins are so
0: loud chelsea was eating quins i was eating quins before we started this and i wasn't well, you looking get snapchat well no because we're doing the preamble <laughs> we were
1: supposed to record this an hour
0: ago <laughs> okay. so are you ready yeah okay Hello and welcome to Cinegrade, the podcast where we take a movie, break it down, and give it a score in five different categories of filmmaking, after which we give it a final grade. My name is Chelsea. My name is Elsa. And oh my gosh, what a special episode. You're very excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) I've been waiting my whole life for this Your whole life? No. Well, the whole, like, when did we start this podcast? Uh, Well, we we were filming back in June or July, though. So, um, uh, let's say like six months. Yeah um i've been very excited because i feel like this is a one of my first like really like personal favorite movie. maybe that's not true
2: i was like i was gonna say really it,
0: well, well that we've done on the podcast i guess so i guess ratatouille is a good movie mm-hmm. um home is a great movie mm-hmm. um anyways <laughs> we're doing cool Runnings, yeah which maybe might be like a wow, I didn't know you guys were going to do that, you know, because it's not, I don't know if this is a popular movie, because yeah. I grew like, I feel like I grew up watching it, and I feel like that's because it's set in Calgary, and I'm from Calgary, so mm-hmm. my family was like, what a great movie for us. We never mm-hmm. get to see our city depicted on screen, yeah. you know, and it's great, because they actually did film there, so you see it, and you're like, oh yeah, look, that's the Olympic Oval, mm-hmm. and that's the airport, I know what that looks like, so yep. it's kind of fun. I don't know if anybody else has seen this movie but then sometimes i meet people and they are like yeah I, li- I like that movie but you didn't know about it right
2: yeah i didn't the first time i heard about it was in first year when we were in res and you were like god i love cool runnings and i was like what the frick is that i've never heard of that in my life and you were like it's about the first <laughs> jamaican bobsled team and i was like okay you see
0: but most people i tell about cool runnings i go oh my god have you seen cool runnings i go, no, what it's about and i
2: go it's about a, the first jamaican bobsled team and they go that sounds like the dumbest movie i've ever heard the of is, i think that some like i think stuff like that like a lot of things have dumb descriptions if you give a short form description yeah. a lot of movies you're like oh it's about this and you're like well that sounds dumb but that's- so i feel like you can't judge stuff based on that because like you don't know but isn't it kind of strange that people react in that way
0: yeah, when you're like, it's about the first Jamaican bobsled team, and they're like, "Well, that's not stupid." Why? Well, I mean,
2: also that you're then people are like if it's a Disney movie, yeah. So I guess also they're like, oh, if it's a Disney movie, they associate it with like the garbage, like disney channel stuff that like but this like
0: comes back to that like weird 90s disney era of live action stuff which is like they have so many movies that i feel like nobody knows about if Mm -hmm. you go on disney plus there's so many you just kind of look through them you're like i had no idea most of these existed yeah and you had some that were kind of big, like I feel like the Mighty Ducks was decent, like people knew about it. Mm-hmm. But then you got lots of random little things that you find and you're like, whoa, I didn't even know this person was in this movie. Yeah. I watched this one movie called Life with Mikey mm-hmm. and it had Michael J. Fox. Wow. And I was like, who knew he was in a <laughs> Disney, whatever, live action movie. Yeah. And so I feel like that's kind of when they started doing those kind of things. Yeah. And it's kind of, I don't know if it's really still a thing anymore. Like, live-action? Yeah, like, I mean, they do have live-action Disney movies. They've tended to more go
2: towards recreating animated ones. Yeah. I mean, I think with Disney Plus becoming a thing now, they might make a resurgence, because they, I think they've already kind of started making those, like, weird kind of Disney Plus original shows or, like, mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Like, even when we were looking last night, there's, like, what the heck is it called? There's, like, a Christmas one that came God-mothered. out. Godmothered? Yeah, Godmothered? What's that? Like, it looks like there's stuff like that where it's, like, it looks like it might make a bit of a resurgence because there's random stuff like that showing up.
0: But there's just such a feeling to those 90s movies.
2: Yeah. Like, they're just different. They yeah. have, like, they're so clearly are of
0: the time yeah. that I don't think you could ever make something like them anymore. And mm-hmm. they're not great movies, Um, but I think this one is.
2: I think this one's <laughs> fun. It has, it has a nice, like, inspiration to it. Like, they have to overcome a lot. So, yeah. So,
0: I mean, it's just a backstory to me. I, I love this movie a lot. Like, more than I should. Like, if I'm having the top ten favorite movies ever, yeah. it might, it's probably on that list. <laughs> really? In fact, right now, I am wearing my Cool Running shirt. Yeah. Um, that I got off of Redbubble. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Yeah, it is. It has all of them on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so cute. It's really cute. So maybe I'll post a picture of this shirt when we when we release this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go into some pre-production for you. Mm-hmm. It's loosely based, loosely, yeah. on the story of the first Jamaican bobsled team in the 1988 Olympics in Calgary. Mm-hmm. The working title was Blue Mega. Mega's jamaican slang for being very thin or starved okay i don't know why <laughs> I, I guess cool runnings is kind of an interesting name too because i mean it makes sense it's cold mm-hmm. and they're runners yeah. most of them Sanko's not but he still has to do it yeah,
2: he's just he's just there for the ride <laughs> yeah
0: but they also say cool runnings means peace be the journey yeah so i feel like that was probably a good good choice they made
2: yeah Full uh, well, Runnings is a lot more, um, uh, I don't know, the title just rings a lot more. Yeah. It stands out more.
0: I like yeah. it better. It was also originally supposed to be a dramatic sports movie. Like, oh. very serious. I don't like that. No, I don't <laughs> even <don't> like that. <laughs> but later it got turned into a comedy. Um, and the script was kind of just floating around for a while, like three years before they actually started to make it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the actors got signed on when, when it was still that dramatic movie and before they had a couple change in directors. I feel like the comedy really works in this movie. Yeah.
2: So I feel like if they had kept it as a dramatic sports movie, it would be, like, too much. I mean, I'm also not, like, a sports movie kind of person. I don't like that many of them. <laughs> yeah, I guess it so, is quite the genre of movie. Like, that's probably because I also don't like sports in general. The mm-hmm. Olympics is the only exception. We were And we were talking about this when we watched the movie the other day. Is that, like, the Olympics are the only time ever that I ever care about sports. Just because I think they're fun i still i don't watch but the olympics <laughs> i love the olympics but i i don't i don't care about sports any other time of the year it's I just the olympics like i would go
0: see an olympic event like if it yeah. came back
2: to calgary or vancouver i would go
0: i feel like they like one
2: yeah i mean they are super expensive when they were here in 2010 it was like yeah Cause wildly I feel like, expensive. i feel like then it would be like an experience yeah. And then you get to kind of witness history. I think it also depends on, like, what event. I think some events are better to watch on TV just because it's such a big scale mm-hmm. that, like, I feel like if you were there in person, I don't think you'd see very much. Do you think bobsledding would be fun? I don't think so. Because you could stand there and you could see it. I mean, you'd see it go whoosh. You'd see it go ba- past for, like, a split second. Yeah. so I feel like it wouldn't be fun at all <laughs> unless mm-hmm. you're down at the bottom but even that you only see like I think it would only be fun to see bobsledding if you're at the bottom of the track because if you're in like the middle sections whenever I see people there I'm like do you enjoy watching it go by for a split second because I feel like that would well, be pretty anticlimactic but I guess there's probably lots of races happening so you do one yeah. and then you'd be like nice and then you
0: do another and you'd be like there go the Germans and you do another and be like oh Canada woo and you do another one and you'd be like Jamaica you know <laughs>
2: So I guess
0: so. It'd be, you'd see uh, quite a few. I don't know how many races they do in one day, but it's probably like yeah. a good amount. They yeah. Probably most of them do it. I think there was 26 places, so I'd assume all 26 would go. Yeah. And I think the normal time about it seemed to be was under a minute. So, mm-hmm. they're all, like, under a minute, mostly. Yeah. So,
2: I don't know. I feel like I would go see bobsledding. I feel like out of all of them, I definitely wouldn't. You know what I think is... I would I would want to see figure skating. I think that would be super fun because, also, it's in a smaller, like, it's in a, an arena. So, like, you can see all of it and it's, like, it's not like you have to look really far away and you can only see part of, like, the event or something. It's all right there. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, to music, so it's fun. And I think it also is just kind of one of the more competitive ones, so it's, inter- it's interesting to watch. I so. think, like, the ski jumping, that yeah. looks terrifying it does look terrifying that's also another one a lot of like the snowboarding like like you know the like a the you what the frick is it is that called what it's called not slalom like the snowboarding trick one where they go up and down the ramp thing yeah that one i don't know how interesting that would be because again you're looking at it from the bottom because when you're watching it on tv you see kind of like a side view so you see them like in the air mm-hmm. so i don't know how fun that would be to watch from the bottom because you just see them like going in little U's down the thing <laughs> oh i mean yeah i guess they might not have like
0: screens that they project
2: on too i mean I i'm sure they do,
0: they do but i don't know what an, but i think like the going back to the 1988 olympics it's kind mm-hmm. of a wild year because you not only have the first Jamaican bobsled team you also got eddie the eagle yeah which is another movie that got made which i don't think is as good as cool runners <laughs> but yeah because he was like what was wrong with him his legs were do you remember the story of eddie the eagle? i don't i don't remember i've seen this movie
1: yeah he was the first english ski jumper to represent great britain in olympus ski jumping finishing last it's kind of the same thing as cool Runnings. is that he just wanted to be in the olympics like mm-hmm. originally he was trying to get into the summer olympics mm-hmm. and gave up on that dream and he was doing downhill skiing but he didn't compete like he didn't qualify as a downhill skier so mm-hmm. he switched to ski jumping because there was no one else in that category so he oh. automatically qualified to compete for britain <laughs> nice <Yeah. laughs> um in that category and i guess he just like wasn't the kind of athlete that should have been a ski jumper. He mm-hmm. was um, 20 pounds heavier than the next heaviest competitor <laughs> and was sighted, so he couldn't actually see and his glasses would fog up when he was skiing. Nice. And yeah, he finished last in both of the events... Uh-huh. And following his, uh, his go at the Olympics, the Olympics changed their qualifying rules to prevent people like him getting through again.
0: Rip. Oh my god, it is like cool running. Yeah. So the Lions has changed it from a minute two to a minute flat. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could see it as, like, not taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, I mean, let them compete. It's fun.
2: I mean, yeah. I guess they don't (sighs) want too many people, though, because it is supposed to be, like, the best of the best competing. So, if you have a ton of, like, the best people, but then you just have a bunch of people, like, making fools of themselves, I guess it does kind of take away from, like, the people that actually have trained their whole life and are really... Mm -hmm trying anyway I don't, know. Anyways, I don't know but so i just feel like it's kind of a weird olympics but yeah. it, it
0: sounds like it was fun <laughs> yeah uh the film was shot in calgary and jamaica in february mm-hmm. and march 1993 they first shot in calgary so they could get some snow because yeah. they were kind of afraid it would melt which mm-hmm. is like february's i mean there is still snow but it's decently late in the winter season mm-hmm. i mean i guess not really but you know sometimes yeah. we don't have winter that early. it's it's
1: it's snow in
0: calgary is a difficult thing because some years, they just don't have it that much.
1: Snow in Calgary is a difficult thing because, yeah, February, it's going to be brown grass and no snow. Mm-hmm. But come April, here's three feet of the shit. Yeah. like um, It's very unpredictable. <laughs> and sometimes we just don't really have much snow.
0: Mm-hmm. But, so they were like, well, it's here. We, we might as well catch it now so we can get it earlier in the winter season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, they moved to Discovery Bay and Kingston in Jamaica to shoot the rest of it. So they kind of shot the second half first and then the first. Nice. It was also the last film uh released during John Candy's lifetime before mm-hmm. he died. He was in two other ones after this but he had died and so they were sort of after that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like that's he's pretty good in this film. We'll talk yep. more about him later, but Yeah. Also, the real-life Jamaican bobsled team was fairly happy with the movie. Wow. They had a a deal. They were like, we won't say anything bad as long as you don't portray Jamaica in a negative light. And it says one of the bobsledders gave the cast a thumbs up after seeing one of the scenes. (laughs) It came up in two fun fact things I saw. A nice thumbs up. I like to think he didn't (laughs) say any words. He He just just looked at
2: them. Thumbs up.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, uh let's get into the categories and that's mm-hmm. all I have for pre-production. Um so we'll go through each category in regards to story, character, visuals, editing, music, and societal impact, each giving it a score out of ten. We'll then combine those scores to give us a score out of twenty for each round, giving us an even grade out of one hundred. Afterwards the film will have a chance to win up to three bonus points in the bonus best round.
2: Okay. So round one, story score. Scoring based on writing and plot okay give me your initial I do think the story has a nice flow to it it's pretty inspirational I don't know like I'll start at like an eight and a half I have no idea that's also what I said nice I thought <laughs> I was afraid you'd think that was too hot I was thinking between eight and eight and a half, and I was like, I'll oh, I'll start at eight and a half. We'll I
0: see. feel like this movie is confusing to me because I don't know. I know it's not like like up there as being like a really really great movie, yeah. but I love it so much. Yeah. So um, I never know if it should deserve more of a score or less of a score. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the writing. I feel like the writing is really good. I think it has a lot of quotable things in it that yeah. I really love, mm-hmm. and it is sort of an inspiring movie. Yeah. It's very much a wholesome, heartwarming film. Yeah especially by the end of it and I think I mean that's more to do with character but I think it does deal with these four guys pretty well Mm -hmm. and they both all have things they kind of want and but you do still have that protagonist yeah so I like the theme of uh dreams Mm -hmm. that's something we always kind of come back to here on yeah I see
2: a theme of of your favorite movies being yeah. about dreams. <laughs> I think a lot of them kind of, maybe not a lot of them,
0: but I think something that has to do with this one and, like, Ratatouille, if we're comparing those two, because yeah. I know we did that one, mm-hmm. it's kind of about someone who's like, I, I really want to do something, and I'm not going to let anybody tell me that if I can or can't. Yeah. You know? So um, it's kind of like, again, not letting other people define your limits, which yeah. is kind of a big theme in Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any other movies i love that do that. I don't think Breakfast Club does. Well, well con- <laughs> it's not about trying to get something, but it is not letting other people define who you are I'm i I see a theme between uh those this and, two and, and, right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I, I like uh I think I tend to like people who do who are kind of hard working and do, will do whatever it takes and we're yep. talented. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that I think has to do with Paul McCartney, and that's why I love him so much. Mm-hmm. I love him because I feel like I could never be him. <laughs> That's a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he has a quality about him that's uh, mm-hmm. admirable. Yeah, and then I think it's also there's a commentary on it, kind of about winning. I think a lot of the times in these movies, it's like you know, it's not necessarily say that you have to win, but they usually kind of do, don't they?
2: Yeah, it, I do. I know what you're talking about because a lot of like sports movies, especially, they're like they're we, the underdog, yeah. and then by the end of the movie, they they win whatever. They win the tournament. They mm-hmm. win the gold medal whatever like they're always they always come up on top and then it's kind of like an an underdog story of like look at what you can do if you try hard you can win yeah. you can be the best but it is kind of a different take on it, where it's like, you don't have to be the best. They just wanted to go, and they accomplished what they wanted. They wanted to be the first to make a bobsled team. yeah. And they proved to everyone that they could get there, and they could rank, and they could be, like, good. But I think it's also
0: something, like, Darice very much wants. He wants to win. Like, he yeah. wants to win a gold medal. Mm-hmm. And he says to Irv, he's like... I don't understand you had it all. You had two gold medals, you had everything. And he says, like, the great line, you know, gold medal's a wonderful thing, but if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. Yeah. And you can't really do the story where they win because they didn't in yeah. real life. They came in pretty much dead last. Yeah. Um, I have some things about uh, discrepancies between the movie and real life, which yeah. is a lot of things, but... <laughs> um, yeah, they can't really just change that and be like, you know, if they won, they were the underdogs. Yeah. But it's more so like they... They tried and they did what they wanted to do, even with everybody making fun of them and laughing at them, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, don't define your worth based off of like awards because it's not, it's just a piece of a
2: medal. I mean, you just have to be realistic and also just like, be proud of what you can Mm -hmm. accomplish. Like, you can't really expect that you're going to go to the Olympics as the first team of a country or something Mm -hmm. and win gold (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you just don't have the practice under your belt as like everyone else does because they've been doing it for years. Mm -hmm. So like... It's realistic in the fact that they're, they don't really, I mean, some of them want to win, and I think they do want to win, but they also just want to like prove to everyone that they can be there because they get like scrutinized for being there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they, just, they all want to win. Darius wants to
0: win. Yeah. Sanko's just kind of there. Yeah. He'll do it because <laughs> he knows that it matters to Darius, and he's kind of like, sure, I'm not doing anything yeah. else. Yule wants to get off the island. And then Junior just is like Junior also wants to be an Olympian, but he also needs to figure out how to do something that's like his own. That's not yeah. led by his father. Yeah. We're kind of putting into character, we're going mm-hmm. in there. But those are all pretty good things about that. And the yeah. you know, the themes are, are kind of, I feel like, good in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I like is the foreshadowing. Of that crash, yeah. which I feel like not a lot of people talk about, but it is there, you mm-hmm. know? So you start off with Senka doing the push cart thing. Yep. Um, and he, he, al- I think he, does he win or does he almost win? I don't think, I think he wins. he almost wins. Yeah. But then he kind of gets pushed off and he crashes into the uh, little hut. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, um, you know, that is the foreshadow, and yeah. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. And then again, like I said, it's very quotable, because I think a lot of lines are really good.
2: Mm-hmm. I also just think the dialogue between all of them is pretty, like, funny, mm-hmm. and, like, it's be- the back and forth's pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. They says that the cast was very serious about the movie, and that they wanted to make sure Jamaica was portrayed in a positive light. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is something, you know... I, they don't want you to, like, obviously, you can't, they don't want them to, like, make fun of it or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like the accents were another thing, because all of these people are American. Mm-hmm. So they probably did have to work pretty hard to get that right, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that it sounds authentic. And um, I think that Disney was afraid that they were going to, like, people wouldn't be able to understand their accents because it was um. too strong. So they asked them to sound more like Sebastian the Crab from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Which apparently they laughed and then were like, okay. (laughs) So I don't know if the accents are different Mm -hmm. now or if they were stronger beforehand. Mm -hmm. I've listened to some interviews with the actual people and it sounds pretty much close to being the same mm-hmm. they also all demanded that one scene get cut which is where they put a spliff or a marijuana joint in a snowman's mouth oh i can see why they I would can want see that, why cut. They <laughs> got that out yeah I, yeah I think it would probably be too much going off of like stereotypes yeah. of like i mean and also it
2: it is a disney property that is true <laughs> so mm-hmm. not surprising there yeah yeah and I, I don't know where they would have put that scene yeah i think they filmed it did they just film them making a, a snowman for like i don't there's know. snow on the ground it's a thing to do in the snow we're gonna make a snowman and then they're like but they're jamaican <laughs> like
0: <laughs> right like did? oh my god
2: <laughs> so yeah that's kind of wild But yeah, they were
0: like uh we need to cut yeah this. they're like this and they were like not do that okay all right i have differences uh-huh. because again like i said this movie is very loosely based on yeah. the actual thing mm-hmm. Apparently, the Jamaicans weren't actually disliked when they got to Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, most people were like, yeah, fun, look.
2: I we- honestly feel like that makes sense, because I feel like if there was a new country, I'd be like, good for them, seems fun. It'd also be
0: <laughs> pretty rude to hate on them that yeah. much. Um The U.S. even helped them by giving them a sled so they can qualify. oh. Aww. You might be like, it's kind of weird then to have this movie and make it out to be like the Germans hate them because yeah. rip Germany.
2: Through. Yeah, they're, like, We didn't do anything. <laughs> it's pretty rude. Yeah, so
0: I don't know if there's controversy over this movie. I mm-hmm. feel like I was listening to one podcast and they were saying there is a bit
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, because of sort of the way they changed it. I mean, I don't have a problem with
2: it. but I mean, I also, I wonder how because it is something that's obviously based on something that's real. Mm-hmm. So does that kind of bring it down in like for like our scoring points does it bring it down since they did change it so much because I think or does it matter because they're still just trying to create a narrative that works i think any you know? sort of like
0: biopic type thing based on a true story i know that
2: no matter what they're gonna change like, stuff because we
0: kind of <laughs> talked about it in social network we're yeah like, how how close is this? and it's kind of different in that case because the way that they portray mark zuckerberg can be seen as like very much not flattering yeah um so if if you are a real person and it does that and you aren't like that it's kind of bad for you yeah. you know it's almost like slander in some mm-hmm. ways but if it's something like this and i mean no no one i mean other than like germany and all the other countries nothing's really portrayed badly yeah it seems to be like everyone you know like the jamaicans come off as great yeah um so i mean it doesn't i I mean it makes sense
2: why they wouldn't do it exactly the same because
0: then you wouldn't have any
2: actual story yeah so like i understand obviously why they would change it because Mm -hmm. like they're trying to make a narrative that works and has a nice ending yeah and uh, just gives them more like conflict (laughs) in general but like if it's that different, then it is just also kind of, like, lying. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, this is based on something, and it's like, well... I mean, yeah, it is you know? based. I mean, I guess you could just take it as, like, an
0: inspiration. You could say yeah. maybe it's, like, inspired by a true story.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but I think that's kind of the nature of anything that has to do with anything in real life. They're yeah. gonna have to change it, because real life isn't like a movie. Yeah. So, obviously, you're not gonna have all those plot points that work perfectly, because, you know, they, like, take, for example... They had three races in this, Mm -hmm. and so the first one they did kind of bad, and the second one they did really good, and the third one they crashed, Mm -hmm. so that kind of works in, like, a flow, Um, but in real life it was, like, there were four races, and I think they did crash on the third one, Mm -hmm. so they didn't even make it to the end, I Mm -hmm. think. Wait, that could be wrong. I know there were four races. I don't know if they crashed on the third or the fourth. It doesn't matter. But but anyways, it's like and they were never close to winning. They mm. were always kind of in the I think the first day they were twenty fifth out of twenty sixth, and the second day they were twenty sixth out of twenty sixth. Okay. So they were like pretty much dead last. Yeah. But that makes sense, you know, because they they don't have a winter sports program. No. I don't know if there's any other countries now that are in the Olympics for bobsledding that are from like tropical places. I could be wrong. That could definitely be a thing. Are they still in, like, do they still yeah. do bobsledding? I think Jamaica still has a bobsled team. They nice. do still train people. Nice. Um, and I was watching a video how they did it. They, like, would push, uh, like, the sled on wheels, kind of like in the movie, but down, like, a concrete road. Mm. And that's how they, like, sort of worked on that push start thing. Yeah. They've still never won a medal. Yeah. And I think that the actual guys said that Jamaica's not done or whatever until they win a medal or whatever, oh. something like that. <laughs> but I do think they, they do still have a team. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could win a medal. Yeah. I don't know if they... I, you would assume they would train in somewhere that would have...
2: I was going to say, because once they become, like, a thing, you would think that they'd be like, okay, for, for like, I don't know, at least, like, a month, we'll go travel to wherever and we'll use their facilities or something. Yeah. <laughs> and train an actual, like, cold. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, I don't know. On an actual, like, track. mm mm-hmm. um,
0: The way that it, it seemed to come, uh, they were, like, the people who actually were a part of the bobsled team were, like, Air Force. Mm. They were in the Air Force or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think there were two Americans who were on the island who did have this sort of theory of, like, runners making good bobsled people. Like, yep. team players, or whatever. So, I feel like that's kind of how it started. But it's not necessarily, like, there were these three runners and they got tripped and so they wanted to go to the Olympics. So yeah. They met this guy who had, like, cheated in the Olympics, but he was, I don't know. You know? Yeah, They also did not carry their sled. Much mm-hmm. to the to my dismay. That's not
2: surprising. <laughs> that it does. That, they a, that look thing like looks pretty heavy. It looks heavy, and also like if they, they, were they not hurt? No. Well, like... well, they didn't carry the sled, but they did
0: walk to the end, okay. and so they all got up. Okay. So they didn't seem to be like that hurt like yeah they seem to be fine although like the footage in the they actually never actually um the actors never got to bobsled Mm -hmm. like i don't think they were allowed to recreate that they all they could do was like push off the ice yeah so they didn't recreate the crash they just used actual footage although Mm -hmm. i think they must have filmed some other stuff because you do have scenes where you can see their heads like scraping along the ice and it's like from down by the do you know yeah like it's down on the ice and you yeah. can see their heads like just
2: i mean they probably just got them to sit in a bob in yeah a bob but like the, any like... of the
0: stuff that's like they actually like flip over that's yeah. like real and yeah. i i did watch a video of it happening and it does look terrifying <laughs> yeah it would be because like <laughs> yeah you just kind of see and you can hear the announcer guy and he goes oh no he's losing uh control whatever whatever and then they just but it's just like in the movie yeah And so I'm like, oh my god, imagine being there. I don't know how often that
2: happens. I don't know. I think... Bob said and like skeleton and what's the other one called luge. is it luge yeah it might be luge skeletons on your yeah, stomach luge is yeah on your luge back. is on your back mm. yeah but they all look terrifying yeah but
0: like <laughs> also like their necks are like when yeah. and they fell right yeah driver dudley stokes said that it was the applause because they did applaud that turned it from tragedy into triumph for him Aww. so it wasn't like a slow clap like in the
2: movie i find that that's the only part that i'm like why are they clapping so slow well, they start <laughs> slow and then it becomes big you know and it becomes faster i just find it funny because who starts clapping like the german guy apparently
1: but have you <laughs> you have you never experienced a slow clap i mean that's yeah a real but, thing i mean yeah but aren't they usually more sarcastic? No. no for when like for what like for when? when i don't know i've just been like at like performances or like something where people have slow clapped really? and it is it like builds up and it kind of feels really cool really yeah yeah i've never seen that i feel
2: like that's a thing i, don't I think guess it's that's a thing i've never experienced know. it um so, yeah,
0: basically, they. But they did kind of get to the end, so they were disqualified because they crashed. But yeah. they did return, and they still do it today, I think. So, nice. that's kind of like the differences between the movie in real life mm-hmm. um so it's not i mean I'm, I'm guessing not a lot actually happened when they got to calgary they just kind of went and they did it yeah so that makes sense that they'd have to put stuff in and they'd have to make a bunch of character stuff so yeah. but i think that's all fine overall i still think it it works really well i think it flows really well we talk about flow a lot on this this podcast I mean, but, but like the sequence of events makes sense and yeah. it's it's there's not like any scenes that i'm bored from mm-hmm. you know everything's really good to me yeah Maybe we can wrap that up there. Yeah, sure. I feel like I'll stick with an 8.5. Great movie. Yeah, I I think it's good. There's Mm. nothing
2: like negative that I can say about it that of why I think it would be lower. So yeah, I'll just stick an 8.5. Why not? (laughs) Okay, so two 8.5s.
0: That means we'll move on to round two character count scoring based on character development and relationships.
2: I again think the characters are fun. I think they're all pretty like they each have their own kind of journey and backstory. I don't know. They're all different. I, again, think that their chemistry works well together. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I'll maybe stick at the same 8.5. Okay. I gave it a 9. I thought you were going to do
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I do like what you said about chemistry, because I feel like they do have a really good chemistry. Mm -hmm. And I think that they are all really fun and very unique, and they do all want their own things. They're all very buddy-buddy with each other. Like, in a weird, like...
2: It's fun yeah. to watch
0: them. Yeah. You're like, "Man, I want friends like these."
2: <laughs> yeah. And they're all like joking around, but they're also very serious. Yeah. They're focused when they need to be, but then in other scenes they're they're very jokey and like fun with each other, which mm-hmm. I think is good because you need kind of that the difference between like this is them being friends and mm-hmm. just regular life, but then this is them being serious. I mean, like we're still mm-hmm. here to compete and to represent our country, mm-hmm. you know? I also feel like this movie is cast really well. It's kind Mm -hmm. of interesting because they
0: are all kind of unknowns. Like, even, I mean, even now, I don't think they're super famous. Yeah. But some considered actors were Tupac, (laughs) uh, Jeffrey Wright, and Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, which is interesting because those are, like, they're, they're quite a bit more well-known. I'm not uh-huh. sure at, but at the time. I think Cuba Gooding Jr. became kind of big, maybe in the late 90s. Uh-huh. When did Boys when did, in the Hood was, come out? Did you say this was 93? 93, 94? Yeah. yeah, no, so Boys in the Hood came out in 91, which mm-hmm. I feel like was a big movie for him. And then some considered actors were Denzel Washington and okay. Eddie Murphy, but they were a bit above the pay grade. Yeah, a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, so they ended up going with the casts they have but i do again i think it was i think it's pretty well cast yep um so we'll start we'll go character by character as always we'll start with the Bannock, mm-hmm. played by leon again we kind of talked about it before he's just basically like the headstrong person who doesn't give up yeah. like they say um do the words give up mean anything to you he goes, not a thing and so it's just kind of fun to watch him like not ever be discouraged yeah that's kind of an interesting thing, like the idea that someone can be so confident in a way and just be like, well, I'm going to do this anyways.
2: Nothing stops him. He, get, yeah. he gets an idea in his mind and he's like, we're going to see this through to the end.
0: <laughs> but I like that also there is sort of this thing in him that is he does kind of want, he wants the right thing, but also kind of the wrong thing. Yeah. It's like he's putting too much of his worth on the idea of winning a gold medal. And mm-hmm. maybe it has to do with the
2: fact that his father was a gold medalist. I think that that is part of it. Because yeah. he does kind of bring that up a couple times.
0: And so you do kind of have like a, a weird, it's not weird, but like this kind of parallel between him and like Junior in the way. Like mm-hmm. he feels like he has to follow in his father's footsteps, whereas Junior is like, I don't want to follow in my father's footsteps. I yeah. need to be my own man. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to have this idea of being both. Of like you can either do one or the other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like Reese, yeah. I like that sort of dynamic he has, mm-hmm. and I like how he grows in the end because he realizes that he is enough. It's
2: really sweet, uh, and I think he is a good kind of leader. Yeah, like, he's good at at bringing everyone up, inspiring everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think that he's just a good leader to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So then, kind of like not the opposite, but a little bit different, we have Sanka. Yeah. Sanka coffee. Played by Dougie Doug. Mm-hmm. I think he's more of, like, the comic relief character. Yeah,
2: he definitely is. <laughs> because when you think of, like, what does he want, it's, <laughs> it's hard just, because there's know. not really anything. I mean, he really is just, like, yeah, we're friends. I'll, I'll help you out there. Yeah. You, you need me? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> but Sank is
0: interesting because he's the one person who's, like, well, I know who I am. Yeah. And he's, like, I don't need anybody to tell me that. I don't need anyone to try and change that. And, you know, he's, like, you know, we shouldn't be having any other person style we got our own style yeah. if we walk jamaican talk jamaican and is jamaican we share as hell better bobsled jimmy Jama- what <laughs> a great movie I, I think about this movie and i just smile yeah <laughs> yeah he just kind of has to help others he does have a little thing and when he's like he says that you all can't Follow his dream because he's just a nobody. Mm -hmm. You're like, Osanka, don't be mean. But then you got Junior coming in (laughs) and taking (laughs) on that role and being like, you go get your palace. (laughs) So it's a great dynamic. Fun fact his egg, rubber, and he still has it. The actor? Yeah. Nice. He still has that little egg. I love that. It does definitely look rubber. I think in one scene he pulls it out and you can see like like the line like you know like the one, yeah. um and it's also like yellow nice so no wonder it never breaks yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna start carrying an egg around when i go do things and hopefully it won't break
2: you're gonna forget it in your back pocket and then you're gonna sit down and i'm gonna laugh really hard it could be hard-boiled i do I'm have a sure habit of, of sitting, sitting on, on everything <laughs> She just- <laughs> we can we go off topic here for a second and talk about the fact that you almost destroyed mckenna's project like twice i didn't sit on that (laughs) you stepped on it and then i think it was in the middle of the floor (laughs) she sits on my phone all the time yeah sometimes you'd be like where's my phone and i'll just lift up half of my body (laughs) and i'll be like there it is
0: I do this thing where I sit down and I don't look at it before Every I do time it. S-
2: I've gotten into the habit now because I know that you sit on everything. I would like, when you when you start sitting I'll look down to make sure there's nothing there and if there is, I'll like grab it really quickly because I'll be like, she's gonna sit on it. She's gonna sit on it
0: and then you do. Especially if there's like a blanket I'm going to sit on that. Oh, oh yeah. Do not leave anything
2: under a blanket in this house because I don't. will sit on it. Yeah, will. Um, Anyways, I just needed to say that because the, the stress that you sitting down has induced on me <laughs> just i'll be like oh my god <laughs> so yeah maybe um, if i had sank as lucky egg it, it would be broken w- yeah maybe that was that just like something fun that they that, i mean obviously he didn't have an egg but like how did that how do you think they came up with that the lucky egg yeah
0: um
2: were they just like we want a lucky object and they're like an egg
0: <laughs> that is strange you know I think it's just something for him to have that's kind of like his own so he can be a little bit eccentric. Yeah. He does. At one point, I think Yul says, Let me kiss your egg. And he does it, and Sanka like wipes it on his face. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, ooh. Disgusting. I mean, uh, maybe it's just a joke. Yeah. I don't care. I, I don't think know. It's good. I think it's funny. So yeah, he's just kind of a a good best friend mm-hmm. for Doris because he is a good friend because
2: he's like first of all. It's interesting because he's not a runner. Yeah, he's he's a push cart. He's keeping up with all these people that are like trying to be Olympic runners. Yeah, and I don't know what he does. He
0: seems to run a shack of some sort where he sells yeah. like little baubles or cool things. Yeah. So he's a push cart person. Mm-hmm. But then Doris, for some reason, goes to him first to be like, "I want you on my team."
2: Well, he wants him as the
0: driver because he's like, you're the best push cart driver. I don't think he really knows enough about bobsledding to be like, I want you to be the driver. Maybe that's what no, he's I thinking. No,
2: think, I think it is. I think he says that. Yeah. Because well, when says, they go for the first practice, he's like, but I'm the best push cart driver. And he goes, well, yeah, you know. yeah but DeReece yeah. isn't like, I mean, I guess so. He does say
0: who's the best push cart driver in all of Jamaica. Yeah. But then Irv is like, you're not the driver, you're the brake man. Yeah. Um. And so Dereese has to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's wondering, you have to wonder, like, how fast can Sanka run? Do you think he can keep up? I mean, I guess he can. They are running on ice.
2: Yeah. So it might put them on a bit of a level playing field, but... I feel like it's interesting, the idea of,
0: like, runners being good at setting because they can have a nice push start. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to also have a lot of strength because that thing's heavy. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess they do do strength strength training, but do you think that would have an effect, being a fast runner?
2: I think. I mean, I think a lot of the race is kind of dependent on your start because, like... That will give you the speed, right? I mean, it gives you the speed, but also, I think, just, like, if it's smooth, mm-hmm. then, like... upsetting the- looks hard. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks stressful, it looks dangerous, mm-hmm. it looks hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you also will have to kind of lean into the turns the right way. Yeah, you gotta be
2: a unit. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: interesting in the film because... It seems to be that the reason that they crash is because there's sled brakes. Yeah. I think in real life, it's just that the driver accidentally... Turned Didn't a bit. do it right. Yeah. 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 They said it was due to, like, inexperience.
2: Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: So, we'll move on to Yul Brenner then, mm-hmm. played by Malik Yoba. Yeah. It was his first role. Oh. Kind oh. of. Oh, it's what they said on the thing, but I watched an interview, and he said he had done two small movies before that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like his first bigger role. He didn't even have an agent or a headshot. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And then apparently he also wrote the Jamaican bobsledding chant and pretended to improvise it on the spot, but he had actually written it before. (laughs) Nice so like that you know enough people say you know they can't believe yeah jamaica we have a flood team i think he wrote that mm-hmm. which i can't i couldn't find an official version of that although i swear i've heard one <laughs> but he said i wrote the theme song and i'm like i didn't know they had a theme song <laughs> <laughs> but anyways so yeah he basically just wants to get off the island yeah he's kind of like the scary guy at the beginning yeah and i think it's interesting his relationship with junior mm-hmm. because he sort of first meets them and he's like i want nothing to do with you because you first of all you're the reason i can't be in the olympics yeah which
2: can we talk about that yeah
0: if that happened would would they redo
2: it it's because it's
0: pretty rude yeah he tripped them pretty much
2: yeah i mean i have i i'm not an olympic official um i don't know how the uh the rules would go for that Mm -hmm. but you would think that something would happen because if it clearly wasn't your fault i feel like they would have to do something maybe they would do a re a re-race with just the people that i don't know because
0: he says we have to run the race over again and he goes no we can't yeah i don't know it's just kind of wild like what? Cause that
2: would be pretty rude. You could trip lots of people and be like, "Ha ha ha!" Go to the Olympics. My, what's your strategy? Well, I have a mad reaching arm. <laughs> just
0: <laughs> it's just. It's everyone
2: of, out of the way. Kind
0: of interesting that they're 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 doing the trials for the Summer Olympics, mm-hmm. which are two years away. Because at this point, we're at the Winter Olympics. Yeah, I guess that's because they have a lot of people who want to be. Mm-hmm. in the sprinting whatever category to yeah. represent jamaica mm-hmm. but then they have like what three months to train in a sport they've never done before to <laughs> go to the winter olympics mm-hmm. it's just kind of wild yeah but, like that's how it works
2: I don't know how early the trials usually are.
0: Yeah, because stuff. then at that point, they're, they're training, I guess they do have to train for a long time before they go into the Summer Olympics. Yeah. But I guess because they have no other competition in Jamaica, they wouldn't need to have any kind of trial because there's yeah. nobody else who wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm guessing you can only have one team be represented. Yeah. Right? That yeah. That makes sense? When, yeah. So do you have one person representing Jamaica when
2: they do sprinting?
0: Do they have like three? No,
2: they have multiple, I think. I think, like, it depends on the, on the
1: sport. If it's, like, a team sport, it's one team, I think, but... I believe what happens is Jamaica picks a team, so they can have a team of six people. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the Olympics, you still have to run qualifying races within the Olympics to mm-hmm. make it to the medal rounds. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, the qualifying races they had to do... But with runners, I think there can be multiple people mm. yeah, running like, I the think, same sport. Yeah. I could be wrong. I feel like I remember there being multiple of the same country for some yeah, events. Yeah, because I know yeah. like, sometimes there's like three Canadians running one race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like
2: for, for diving. I know that there's definitely, like, there'll be multiple people from the same country. I think it is just, like, if it's an individual sport, it tends to be that multiple people go up, but they still have to qualify. Mm -hmm. And then if it's, like, a team thing, like, bobsled, I think it is just, like, the country's bobsled team.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to find information on, like, whether if someone, if, like, that tripping thing happened, if they would rerun a qualifier. Yeah. And I can't find anything concrete, Mm -hmm. but I feel like they wouldn't because Mm. the people that did qualify would contest it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I guess then if they reran it and, and then if they, they lost, lost, they'd be
2: like, "Well, but we wanna win." Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I feel
1: like there's a lot. Of, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. It could have happened in real life at some point, but yeah, the politics of it are kind. of They're pretty tricky. I mean, it is like a yeah. trial too. So I don't know. It's yeah. not
0: necessarily like this is actually for the Olympics. It's so they get their team ready to go to the Olympics.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I think it also is kind of one of those things where it's like no matter what they choose to do, they're going to make someone mad. Yeah. Because if they do a re race. And mm-hmm. then if the people who originally won lose, then they're like, well, it's not fair. I won the first time these people got tripped, it was like that's that wasn't in my hands. It's mm-hmm. not fair. And then if they don't, then the people who got tripped, it's like, well, it wasn't my fault. I tripped someone else tripped me. <laughs> so I think no matter what they do, they're just not gonna win. So <laughs> I guess it's better to keep the people who won originally happy because mm-hmm. they not fair and square, really but, fairly, but but they won it no matter what. So anyways, Yule Brenner basically,
0: yeah, like I said, wants to get off the island, but he's also kind of similar to Sanka in that he does again know who he is. Mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to go to Buckingham Palace. And then when he's <laughs> this like, is where I'm
2: going to
0: live right there. <laughs> right. Um, and then Sank is like, you know, you're an idiot. And then Junior's like, no, you can do it. Um, but then, again, similarly, he has to tell Junior, you know, you can't live your whole life, like, being pushed around by your father. You have to become your own man. Yeah. And so i think that's a good dynamic between those two yeah yeah and it's fun and he's Mm -hmm. a fun character too he's funny and he has a good line he says uh junior's like does it seem to you that nobody likes us and he goes we're different people are always afraid of what's different even though apparently in real life they weren't yeah (laughs) but but you'll What a guy. Yeah, what a guy. (laughs) Um, But then we'll move on then to Junior Bevel, Mm -hmm. played by Raul D. Lewis. He was hired to read lines for the actors. Oh. He's originally from Trinidad, so he sort of came in. He's supposed to coach the actors to have authentic accents. Mm -hmm. But after three weeks of reading lines, they asked him to do a screen test. Mm Mm-hmm. And apparently he had very little acting experience. That's why they were like, I don't know. If yeah. We want you to be on this. But I think he does a good job. I yeah. feel like you
2: could see that sort of... inexperienced. Ex- kind yeah, of... Yeah, but he's he's cute. Yeah, he so... has like an awkward charm to him, if that yeah. makes any sense. <laughs> he's so small. Yeah, he's very small. Yeah, he's like, oh, this
0: is the one scene when they go to look at the bobsled. Yeah. And yeah. like the first time, like the they see the Swiss one and they're like, they're like oh, wow. it's so nice. But then he shows them their garbage one. Mm-hmm. And... Darius is all like, "She's beautiful." Yeah. Um, but Junior, when he walks in, he's like all bundled up, wearing this hat, <laughs> and he's just like smiling, like almost like waddling in. I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> he's pretty adorable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I feel you can see that, but he is supposed to be a little bit more timid.
2: Hmm. So it is. It kind of works for him. Yeah, I mean, the character is kind of like trying to live up to what his father wants from him. Hmm. And like. I don't know, I think because of that, he hasn't really found himself yet, so it makes sense that he's kind of more timid and he doesn't know what to do with himself.
0: I also feel like he's probably, like, the second most developed character in this. Yeah. If you have Darius being the first. Mm-hmm. Because he does kind of have that similar thing where he has to sort of become his own man. Mm-hmm. And you have those, like, great scenes in the bar where he's like, D- Yul Brenner's like, what do, you, what do you see when you look in the mirror? He's like, I see pride, I see power, I see a badass mother who don't take no crap off of nobody. Anyways, and then I really like the scene when he goes to the elevator with his dad because yeah, it's was kind good. of a, it's a parallel because he sees himself in the mirror in the elevator, yeah. which is equivalent to him seeing himself in the mirror in the bar. Yeah, and he's like pride, power, and then he stops the elevator. Yeah, you know, he puts his hand. his hand on it. It's pretty legit.
2: Yeah,
0: um, and then he like you know gives this whole speech where he's like, "I need to become my own man," mm-hmm. and it's 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 so it's so inspiring. <laughs> So, yeah, it's just basically him having to figure out how he can stand up to other people. Mm-hmm. That's most of it, because also he has to stand up to the German guy in the bar. Yeah. And he has to just kind of be like, yeah, I am also good enough to be my own person. So I think that's really good. Again, I think the acting is really good in all of these. Yeah. Especially for, like, a bunch of unknowns. Like,
2: I, I'm i a big
0: fan of casting unknowns.
2: Yeah, honestly, same, because, like... I feel if like a lot of good, the times it works. Not? Like, just look for whoever- Look for somebody who's good. And it, even if they haven't done anything, mm-hmm. they eventually have to get their start somewhere. I think, like, if <sighs> I uh, I have plans to make a Beatles
0: biopic yeah. one day, I and think I would for And you want all unknowns. Sure. Yeah. Also from Liverpool, so mm-hmm. they can get the accents right. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we'll move on then to Irving Blitzer, played mm-hmm. by John Candy. Yeah. I like John Candy. Mm-hmm. He seemed like a very pleasant man. Yeah. He personally insisted on having this role, And even agreed to take a pay cut to have it. Which is kind of interesting, because we talked about John Candy also in Home Alone for Mm -hmm. a little bit, because he played the The, polka polka guy. (laughs) And he... Worked for, like, $400, I think. That's how much he got paid, because he was there for one day. Yeah. And they said the pizza guy got paid more than him.
2: Yeah.
0: And he just kind of did that as a favor to John Hughes. Mm-hmm. So he seems to be the kind of guy who's like, I'm going to do what I want. And, I just want to um, be and stuff if I want to Yeah, and he's like, the- and I'll take a pay cut for it. Because, I mean, he was also pretty famous at the time. He was a pretty big comedic actor. Yeah. And he also said he claimed that the f- he knew the film was going to be big, which kind of was. We'll talk about that more later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to talk about John Candy, I always enjoy his work. Mm-hmm. And he just seemed like a good guy. Yeah. But Irv Blitzer, he's kind of like, I guess he's kind of what DeRees could become if Reese put too much stock in, winning. in the winning. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that thing that we talked about. What movie do we talking about?
2: I know what you're talking about. I said it's <laughs> like it's sort of like this is um, what you
0: could become. What what was that? Oh, I think it was Goodwill Hunting.
2: Yeah, it was Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: like um Jerry in Goodwill Hunting yeah. is who Will could become or he could become Sean.
2: Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like the branch of like they could become either depending on if he um depending on the path you take, really. Yeah. If he wants to be successful he could be like Jerry and like he could have a good job and mm-hmm and be successful but it doesn't really make him happy i don't know does he want to take sean's path and actually have a happy life and do what he wants to do yeah i don't
0: know so it's, two sides <laughs> um and i think irv is like the representation of what could happen if is again like just puts too much stock in winning yeah and that when like he says i made winning my whole life and when you make winning your whole life you have to keep on winning yeah and so it's like is not a bad person. He no. is kind of, what's um, the word I'm looking for, aggressive at the beginning and kind of like a yeah, and like, I, I mean- don't want anything to do with you. I am. And he is
2: obviously sort of, you know, kind of, I guess, burnt out in, the, in a way because he's kind of been rejected from the sport. I also think at the beginning, he's kind of nervous to go back into the sport because he was kind of like shut out from everyone be- yeah, obviously because, he, because he, cheat. che- he cheated and they're like well that's not good mm-hmm. so he just kind of got i mean his name just no one's going to want to be associated with that so mm-hmm. i think at the beginning when he comes up and is like i want to make this happen he's kind of like i i don't think that's a good idea I mean, he's like i don't want to i don't want to do that i don't want do to be within i don't want to talk about bob bobsledding
0: i don't want to do bob setting, i don't want to see any bobsledders i don't want to be within 500 miles of anyone who does yeah and so when this kind of happens, he's like, okay, I, he, he does have this theory that runners make the best bobsledders, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why he came to the island at first. Mm-hmm. So then this idea where he's like, he can be this chance to show that he was right. He also still doesn't really want to do it because he doesn't want to go back to that. Yeah. But he does know, like, you can't make this idea of like being the best, you know, your whole life, mm-hmm. which I think is something you can apply to a lot of things. We kind of talk about it kind of when we think about winning Oscars. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, some people are like, I need to win an Oscar. It's like, well, why? Yeah. For what reason? So you can be the best? If you're not enough without an Oscar, you'll never be enough with it. Yeah. Words to live by in our industry.
2: Yeah. Um. It is interesting, though. Because, yeah, you do have that kind of dynamic where I think at the beginning, he's just kind of nervous to go back into it. Mm -hmm. But then I guess he sees the passion and the drive. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I guess we can make this happen. And I think he also just kind of has to put his, like, pride kind of behind him mm-hmm. and like it's not about him anymore cause his whole life it was about him like winning mm-hmm. and him being the best so he kind of has to put that behind him to be like I cheated that was bad I'm over this I need to get the rest of the Olympic committee also over it so yeah. that these guys actually have a chance because I'm really the only way that they have a chance is if I convince everyone that, that they are worthy of being there yeah. which they are but he so. also has to sort of push them
0: Yeah, to still want to i guess be great
2: and it's not to say
0: that winning a gold medal is a bad thing he does say you know a gold medal is a wonderful thing mm-hmm. you know but you can't put your whole worth on that yeah you have to know that you're enough mm-hmm. without it which is a good message for pretty much anybody yeah in any field children mm-hmm. adults whatever yeah um so i think that that's a good dynamic i think his relationship with Doris is pretty good mm-hmm. in that respect and i think all together they all have really good chemistry like you said and yeah. um It's funny, they work well off of each other. Yeah. So I think that's probably it for character. Yeah, I think that's Um, good.
2: I think I'm going to stick with my nine. I thoroughly enjoy it. I'll stick in my leg eight and a half.
0: I think it's still good. (laughs) Okay, that means we'll move on then to round three visual volume scoring based on visual elements such as cinematography, production design, and costuming
2: i think the visuals are good i mean it is like 90s visuals Mm. which do have like a feel to them we were talking about this i think
0: film yeah well i think it's film but also i think it's outfits yeah because i think the 90s had a very specific type of clothes it's the same thing with the 80s -hmm. you can really tell 80s stuff because of the outfits yeah but anyways what were you saying about it that it has a feel to it
2: yeah, it does, like it has a feel to it, it and it, I think it's it's a good feel, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, I'll start at, like an 8. Oh, I give it a 7.5. Oh. Whoa. I don't know. <laughs> Well, we can start with
0: those. I think the outfits in this movie are so fun. They are really fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the colors are really good, too. Yeah. Um, but I'll get to that in a second. Starting with cinematography, it's by Feed on Pop Michael. Mm-hmm. He also did Walk the Line, Ford vs. Ferrari, and Trial of the Chicago 7. Wow. So those are getting into a bit more big name movies. Yeah. Again, cinematographers are interesting. Yeah, they'll, they do they'll anything. Do
2: anything. <laughs> They're like, we want a horror movie? Great. We want an Oscar? <laughs> (laughs) movie great we want a rom-com i'm there (laughs) yeah like they'll do anything which i think is
0: fun i think the cinematography is pretty normal yeah but there are some things i like i think the one of the most impressive scenes is like the first scene where Doris goes to look at the Swiss doing their first run at mm-hmm. nighttime. Yeah. Because you can see like Calgary in the background and it's like all the twinkly little lights, but they're like out of focus. Yeah. And then he comes in and you can see like the Swiss do their slow motion. Eins, veins, drains, you know? Yeah. What? Um, I don't know <laughs> what if that's is <laughs> <say? laughs> <laughs> Isn't
2: it Eids? Like, Thrice, i don't know. Drice. I'm like, sure. This is a, the count.
0: I know. Okay. <laughs> and, and they go to do it and they go down and it's like nighttime and you see derice and he's like... <sighs> yeah. He's like, I'm here. I think that scene looks really good. Mm-hmm. I think a part of it... I just really like the twinkly lights in the back. I yeah. think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then again, for framing stuff, I liked that elevator scene. I really do. Yeah. Like, because it's interesting the way that it sort of goes... Because you can see his father and him doing the same because he's in the mirror. Mm -hmm. So you get to kind of see his reaction while it's happening. But then they do also do a reverse shot so you can just see him talking. Yeah, And so I think that's... I do really like that scene because I also like the parallel between the bar scene and the um, whatever. And then I also... Any like of the bobsled teams, there's sometimes where they have perspective shots where you see the the cameras almost like on the ice, yeah. And so it's like it'll A be running. just like sh- and it'll be like. Sh- and you can see Mm -hmm. the ice just shredding. Yeah, I think that's good because I think it shows the intensity of the sport. I Mm -hmm. think it's important. Um, And then also, of course, the actual crash scene, although I don't know how much of it they reshot. I don't really think they did, but we do have the scene where their heads are like scraping against the the bottom, like I said before. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's also important for that intensity. Other than that, it's it's mostly, I like anything they do in the nighttime, like the scene where they get their outfits, I think is kind of cool. And also their first qualifying run, for some reason they do, in the middle of the night or it's probably like seven yeah <laughs> um, and i think that's also really good mm-hmm. i i question how much of this they actually like did uh, like stunt men doing bobsledding mm. i don't know how much of that they shot i would assume quite a bit because they do need some footage of it yeah i don't but know but i wonder if it comes to the point or you have those, like, straight-on shots where you can see them in the bobsled moving if they did that, like, with stunt people, or if they just did it on the stage and somehow just... I don't know. You know? Yeah. But I think those are good shots. Mm-hmm. Again, it's yeah. pretty normal because it is kind of just a feel-good sports movie, but there's elements of it that I think stand out that add to sort of making it feel intense and, like, a sort of a part of that world. Yeah. Production design will move on to by Stephen Marsh, who mm-hmm. we mentioned in our Christmas Vacation episode. Yeah. He did that movie and Muppets from space yeah <laughs> i looked and i couldn't find much else that he had done. i know i didn't mention
2: that's why i didn't mention that much in that episode too <laughs> um i
0: don't know about production design because i don't know how much they had to really design anything but yeah because it seems
2: like a lot of stuff they just kind of did on location
0: yeah I'm, guessing. I'm sure that like the bob said stuff they probably for sure did yeah all the stuff at the olympico well they must have done
2: there yeah um they did the thing the restaurant that's just that's probably restaurant. the restaurant um, they did the. I'm assuming a lot of the stuff in Jamaica is just in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know how much there would be, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe like the hotel scenes yeah. they might have
0: to design. Maybe that. the
2: elevator. Maybe they just found an elevator, though. I don't know. You'd think, think that, that this how much... seems like the
0: kind of movie they just shoot a lot on location. Yeah. so um, Although it is Disney and they do have money.
2: Probably the hotel. I can see the hotel being a set. I think we should shoot a movie in Calgary.
0: McKenna nods. I was yeah. just like, I don't want to go. <laughs>
2: what it could be fun we can stay in my
1: house we'll go in the summer you won't freeze i don't care about freezing i'd never get cold oh you would when it's minus 30 and there's a wind chill that scene where they walk out of the airport and it's minus 25 is realistic (laughs) yeah
0: especially when you come back from a vacation or something and you're wearing shorts like a fool you would think you would learn by then though (laughs) no because it's hot when you get on the plane
2: Well, then bring a change of, like, pants and change on the plane. That's too much work. Who's got the space for that? You'll
0: be like, I can handle it. And then you go outside and you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to get
2: into a taxi.
0: Fine, me and McKenna will go shoot a movie. Fine, you don't get to be part of it. Whoa, that's pretty rude. Well, you don't want to come, so. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go and we'll shoot in Senor's Pizza. Good luck getting a camera in there. (laughs) I think that's a scene they should have had in Cool Runnings. Them going Going to Senor's pizza. Pizza. And I'm just thinking about pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, okay, so production design, I don't know how much you'd have to do with that. Um, Yeah. But then we'll move on to costuming by Grania Preston. Mm -hmm. I like the costumes. I think it's so fun because they're wearing so many colors. Yeah. Like, everybody. Everyone in Jamaica is wearing a ton of colors. Mm -hmm. And then when they come to Calgary, they're still wearing a ton of colors. That's interesting. Um, Even on this shirt, like, if we look at this... We got, like, bright oranges, greens, yellows. There's a lot of, like, neon-y kind of colors. Yeah, I have some notable costumes. First of all, I like Dereese's track uniform when he's doing the first run, like the one where they trip, because I like the color of the blue. Yeah. And me and McKenna were talking about how we liked the short shorts, and we
2: think they should bring those back. Five-inch inseam, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: why did they get rid of those?
2: I mean, I think still in, like, Olympic running. third.
1: I don't mean Olympic running. I, mean, I want I know. boys at the beach wearing Well, no, them. I know you mean
2: in just real life. <laughs> yeah. What the frick? Even, like, basketball?
1: Yeah, they got long shorts now. Yeah. And they wear leggings underneath them. Those compression leggings. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Top. Lots oh, of guys yeah. do that. Mm. I think you guys should all go
0: back to wearing short, short, athletic shorts.
1: <laughs> Chelsea might actually watch basketball.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I I like uh, Yule's bright orange snow suit.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's like
0: orange and black, but it's so bright. Yeah junior's night out outfit because mm-hmm. he's wearing like a purple sweatshirt yeah. but then like this weird hat like it's like a multicolored hat and like a tur a green turtleneck yeah it's wild the yeah. costuming in this movie is pretty amazing yeah and then i like the uniforms but those are like real yeah like they actually wore those yeah. um yeah i just like the style i like the like flag uh triangle thing mm-hmm. i think it's a good design yeah yeah do you have any uniforms or like costumes Sanka's bag is also kind of cool yeah. that he
2: puts over himself. I don't know. I think most of the ones you mentioned are the ones that kind of stand out. Um, mm-hmm. I just think yeah, it's fun that they just have a lot of color because yeah, you don't really see that, especially just I think because it's so it's so bright because they're like high like some of them are like a highlighter like there's the one when they're trying to walk on the ice. Yeah, in the ice rink and he's wearing, one of them's wearing I don't remember who one of them's wearing like a very highlighter like orange
0: I think that's you all. yeah
2: the like yeah, the one it's I mentioned it's like very highlighter orange and I'm like I mean it's bright but it looks good mm. <laughs> there's also a lot of clashing colors though mm-hmm. they just want they just want
0: color I think it also because not a lot of other people are wearing very bright colors. So you do get definitely get to
2: differentiate them. I mean, it also kind of helps them stand out where it's like, oh, they're different. Because when they show up for like their... uh like practice run Mm -hmm. everyone else is you know like in their uniforms and they kind of blend into one another because they're all wearing like our snow shit yeah they're they're all wearing like proper stuff and then they march in wearing like bright colors Mm -hmm. and they already don't i'm saying this quotation They already don't fit in Mm -hmm. because they're they're the first jamaican bobsled team they're Mm -hmm. like what the frick are these people doing there and they walk in they're wearing like bright colors they're not at all wearing like bobsled like attire Mm -hmm. so they're like what the frick but it helps to kind of be like look at they are different but they're fun but they're fun yeah and they're yeah <laughs> god we need to make more movies with
0: colorful clothes like that just like every day mm-hmm. it's great i love it um what do you want to give it then
2: i'm tempted to um, move up to an eight you know i think i was gonna go down probably right um,
0: yeah. <laughs> well then nothing would change <laughs> yeah it wouldn't
2: yeah i'll give it a seven and a half i'll but- give it an eight nice it's not gonna change
0: (laughs) (laughs) because i don't care okay then so we'll move on to round four editing enumeration scoring based on
2: editing music and sound design initial score okay i know you love the music in this movie oh yeah i think it's great (laughs) i also think it's good the editing i don't really have anything to comment about i feel it i mean the montage the montages are good but like other than that it's pretty like (laughs) it's pretty just normal (laughs) I think <laughs> I'll sorry like a seven and a half. I also gave it
0: a seven and a half, so yeah, I think the soundtrack and the montages are a bump, mhm, edited by Bruce Green with a score by <laughs> Han Zimmer.
2: Zimmer.
0: Yeah, I've I talked about this before, like, that's insane to me. I know. <laughs> I mean, at this point, we're sitting in 1993, mm-hmm. so I don't know how established Hans Zimmer is. I don't know if, like, one of the first ones that's big for him is Lion King. I think he won the Oscar for that.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think that we said that was the only one he did. The Lion King, I feel like maybe Cool Runnings was how he got his foot in the door with Disney. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe. Oh,
0: man. That's a great question. For the societal impact, no cool runnings do we have Lion King Line. being as good as it was. <laughs> I'm like, he did. I think he did uh, two scores for it, two songs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because actually, I feel like a lot of this movie is soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. So he he did do the score, but he did um he did like the one at the end when they're bob setting and they walk, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then he also does one of my favorite songs, yeah, I know, which is where it turns from steel drum to like a fiddle yeah. while they're going up in the air and then they land in Calgary. It's like <laughs> the <is> pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, oh man Oh, I like the steel drum stuff, mm-hmm. So yeah, I always sort of say this is like Hans Zimmer's um home alone in respects because Mm -hmm. but the difference is that I think Hans Zimmer wasn't as super established at this point whereas John Williams was way established and then decided he would do the movie yeah so it's it's not it's like a reverse yeah I also think the montages are really good there's two of them I think there's like the first one where they're learning to bobsled in Jamaica Mm -hmm. and they're also I think trying to raise money for it yeah and then
2: there's the like workout montage Yeah, and the the workout Uh, montage later on, which has that iconic bathtub
0: shot where they're, like, practicing in the bathtub. I have a poster in my room of Cool Runnings, and they're in a bathtub. Yeah. It's pretty great. Mm -hmm. And that's always just kind of fun because it's, like, kind of unorthodox, like, the way that they're training. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so I think those montages are really good. Mm -hmm. I think that the soundtrack is also really good. Um, And I think the score is quite amazing. (laughs) That ending scene where they, like, really when they, they pick up the bobsled and, like, bring it over the finish line. Yeah. It's, like, pretty classic sports movie. Yeah. We have won the game. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. I like, think. Like, like, look at this. Yeah. Look at our victory. And we'll have, not slow, I don't, they're not in slow motion there, but nah. it's like, it's like a slow walk, like, showing everyone's reaction of, like, look at them completing their journey and they look happy. But they're, it feels so good. Because yeah. you're like, oh,
0: They didn't win, but look, they're
2: bringing it over the finish
0: line. Doris, you're worth it. You know you're enough now. (laughs) And then you're like, I want to clap too. (laughs) (laughs) And the Germans are clapping and they go, hey, Jamaica, see you in four years. Yeah? And he goes, you bet. And then they uh, they take a picture and he's like, thank you, (laughs) Irv.
1: This movie makes me want to cry. Oh,
0: what a great movie i'm just I thinking wish about
1: chelsea crying in a movie and the
2: one movie the one movie is cool <laughs> runnings Everything. the end so of cool, cool runnings makes me cry it's a great movie stone cold chelsea cries <laughs> in cool runnings <laughs> so good i think like Does my
0: favorite happens? scenes in this movie though are like i think the one where Derice is like why did you cheat And he goes, you know, gives a speech about how I've had to keep winning. Mm -hmm. But I also think the alliance room, like where they, he's that scene where he goes in and he's like, yeah,
2: into the boardroom. And he has like his
0: like like, speech and he's like, what you're doing is wrong. He's like, I cheated. Take it out on me. It's not their fault that I cheated. And, you know, they've earned the right to represent their country because they are, they have worked hard. You know, they're not really pulling And Eddie the Eagle. I mean, I think Eddie the Eagle also earned the right to represent his country. He's still qualified. He's Mm -hmm. still there. He's still trying even if he wasn't great you know it's not like they're trying to make a mockery of anything they just want to compete you know they're taking it pretty seriously yeah I, I mean it's not really much to do with editing but you know <laughs> I do love those scenes so yeah I think that the I think the, the way the music works in the movie is really good yeah And I think it does help to make it fun but also engaging. Yeah. So, what do you want to give it
2: then? I'll probably stick with my. I said seven and a half, I think, initially, right? Yeah. I think I would stick there.
0: I'll keep it there too.
2: Okay, that brings
0: us to round five societal sum scoring based on the impact the film has on society and the industry. Since it's a bit difficult. This one, I have
2: truly no idea where to put it. This is one of Um, our
0: first movies that I feel like isn't as popular.
2: I, yeah, this one I truly have no idea (laughs) because, like, I mean, I had never heard of it, mm-hmm. but now I'm starting to hear that other people have watched this movie and really like it. You knew this movie before, right? No,
1: I was about to say I'm from Calgary, and you'd adjacent, never, and I'd never heard of this movie yeah. before. Chelsea, but mentioned you know what? It. Again,
0: it's in that weird '90s era. Yeah,
2: so I feel like
1: it I've is met people
2: a... at school who do know this movie. Yeah, it is just kind of weird though, because I had never heard of it. But then I'm hearing of, like, every once in a while, like, you'll bring it up and someone will be like, oh, yeah, that's a good movie. And I'm like, Thank okay. You. Yeah, I have no idea. Just give me a I'll give it, like, a seven, because I have no idea. I also gave it a seven. Nice. <laughs> Even when we're not on the same page, we're that's still nice. on the same page.
0: <laughs> um yeah dougie doug who played senka said he didn't think the movie would make much money mm-hmm. estimating it to be about 50 million dollars he was quite off though because the film made 154.8 million dollars worldwide well, yeah. pretty great which was uh that's like three times more than that of yeah. what he thought so it was also against its budget of 17 million mm-hmm. when i was reading it said that it became pretty popular i mean it's not something i hear a lot about now
2: yeah but it, it's, I mean, it's... But at the time, maybe. I
0: mean, there are people who have seen it. It yeah. is a movie that exists.
2: Yeah. It didn't win any <laughs> yes. awards. Yeah.
0: Uh, the reviews are generally positive, with most people saying it's a very wholesome and engaging story that tells a good message. Yeah. Again, I think, you know, probably boosted the career of Hans Zimmer. hmm Obviously, for the industry, I don't think it did anything.
2: <laughs> it's, it's. I would say probably not. <laughs> yeah.
0: But $154.8 is not little you know that is a good amount especially
2: for like a 17 million dollar budget yeah that is like a good return i don't know how that compares to other 90s disney movies of the time because like like, is that around the same amount of money that was i guess these movies were getting you could think of something like the mighty ducks
0: which was a big sort of 90s disney movie and became a franchise Mm-hmm. But you also have Emilio Estevez being on that. And he was pretty established. He's a pretty big 80s actor. Like, he was, uh, I mean, he was in The Breakfast Club. But he also had a lot of other things, especially with, like, Charlie Sheen, his brother. Mm-hmm. He was in, like, Young Guns. But wouldn't you and, say, like, like, John Candy's
1: the same pull? Maybe. To compare The Mighty Ducks, this is just going off Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not, like, super official. But 49,000 people have logged The Mighty Ducks on Letterboxd. as okay. something they've watched. And 69,000 have logical Runnings. Whoa. So it's beaten the, like, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's more popular
2: than we think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's like just, just a weird ne- one. I can
0: never judge it because I love it so
2: much. Yeah. But, like. Because, it- like, from my point of view, you're the only person that I've ever heard talk about it. <laughs> but, like, I don't know if that means. Had like, you heard of The Mighty Ducks? I'd heard yes. of it, yeah.
1: I've seen The Mighty Ducks.
2: I think I've also seen it. But, um. yeah. Because, yeah, it is just, like, a weird movie where, like. Now that I know about it, I feel like every once in a while I'll hear about people
1: talking about it, and I feel like I only hear good things. You know, this movie might be more popular than we think it is, because I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes now, and again, comparing it to The Mighty Ducks, because, like, that's I feel like a well. Not yeah, a movie. I think that that's kind of like a good comparison. Cool Runnings has five hundred and thirty-two thousand user ratings. Uh huh. The Mighty Ducks has two hundred and seventy-eight. It has almost half. What are the ratings? Mighty Ducks has sixty-five percent audience score, and Cool Runnings has eighty-one percent.
0: I do think Cool Runnings is a much better movie.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't
2: mind the Mighty Ducks. It's a little bit boring for me. I mean, again, I'm just not a sports movie But yeah, person. I mean, it seems to be but...
1: performing more and more popular on, like, huh. movie websites. Interesting. Yeah, so it's weird because,
0: I mean, we, I watched this movie because we had it on DVD. Yeah. And I watched it ever since I was a kid. Aww. So, I
1: mean, I knew about
0: it. Maybe more people do know about it and you just don't know
1: because it didn't yeah. say anything. Yeah. Or it's a movie people have seen, but, you know, it's just, it doesn't stick with them like it's stuck with you. Yeah. yeah. As far mm-hmm. as Olympic movies go, I think it's pretty good. But then again, what other Olympic movies exist? The Cutting Edge, Miracle, I, Tanya,
0: I, Oh, Itonia. No, I don't
1: Eagle.
0: think it's as
1: good technically. is really dramatic though. Race. This yeah. is
0: like a this is like a comedy.
1: I'm looking huh. at this Vulture Best 15 Olympics movies ranked. And yeah. mm-hmm. Cool Runnings is a a low 12.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what's number 1? Is it
1: Foxcatcher. Oh
0: well, okay. Maybe I haven't seen that many Olympic movies. Well, you mm. don't like sports movies, so it's, yeah. it seems likely that you haven't watched a lot of Olympic. I don't movies. mind sports movies. What's yeah. a sports movie? Have you ever seen the movie Rebound? No, <laughs> I feel like I have. It's got a, it's a
1: Mar- Martin Lawrence. Movies. Yeah, yeah,
0: Martin Lawrence, and he has to coach like a, I've seen a, like a like a a, a ragtag group of um, basketball. basketball people. Yeah, I've that's seen fun this. movie. <laughs> like Mike. Like, another, yeah, you know, another basketball movie where his shoes get stuck on the wire? And he has, like, Michael Jordan's shoes? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, no. Ouch. It's I have um, no idea
2: what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: it's another Space Jam. Oh. I don't like Space Jam that much because I think it's really random, but... It is a weird movie. Anyways, I think it's my favorite Olympic movie, and I'm not going to change that, because I don't think anything could change that for me. It's yeah. too ingrained in me, personally. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: So, as far as societal... I think, it, I think it's more of a movie that will connect with, like, a cult following mm-hmm. rather than
2: being, like, a huge thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know. I guess, like, where would that stand, then? No Is idea. 7 too
2: high? I feel like seven's good considering that I have no idea anyone else who's watched this other than you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I know that it has a following. I just don't know if it's done much other like than a- just having, like, a cult following kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Maybe you want to go to a 6.5? Maybe. What if you go yeah. six point five and go I'll go seven point sure. five for loving it. Sure.
2: That's a compromise. <laughs> we'll do that. Anyways, with
0: all of that done then, uh that brings us to the bonus best round. Yeah. The film can get a bonus point if we agree on it being the best film in the category presented, it can win up to three points. You guys know the drill. Oh yeah. Alright, hit me.
1: Alright first bonus best question the most inspirational sports movie quote okay a gold medal is a wonderful thing but if you're not enough without one you'll never be enough with one Mm -hmm. cool runnings. classic great moments are born from great opportunity miracle okay a team isn't a bunch of kids out to win a team is something you belong to something you feel something you have to earn Mm -hmm. the mighty ducks okay if you can dodge a wrench (laughs)
2: you can dodge a ball <laughs>
0: dodgeball have you seen dodgeball no that movie's okay
2: yeah i did not like it but i felt like i had and to include like, this it is so good
0: <laughs> i always get that quote mixed up i'm always like if you can dodge a hammer
1: you can dodge a ball and i'm like right <laughs> what's the miracle one Uh, the miracle one great moments are born from great opportunity i don't like that great moments what
0: does that mean that sounds like fake deep (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <Do you> know <laughs> what I, mean? I know. I'm sitting here. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> great moments. I mean, are from, born from great opportunities. And
1: I feel like in hockey, like a big thing is just you need to create opportunities to score. It's like a big mm. part of the game. Yeah. I feel like maybe it ties into that. Maybe I love Miracle. I haven't seen it in a really long time, but I remember crying every time I watch it. Nice. <laughs>
2: great moments come, come from, from great, great opportunities. opportunities. It sounds inspirational. I don't quite know what it means, but yeah. it's, but you know when someone says something, you're like, yeah. You know when someone, but then like you're like poetry. Know you you know when you read this? a poem
0: and you're like, what the frick are you talking yeah. about? And people are like, it's so deep. And I'm like, is it? It sounds yeah, like, like, like hmm. a bunch of words people put together and then thoughts sound right. Yeah.
1: What was the other one? Mighty Duck. A team isn't a bunch of kids out to win. A team is something you belong to, something you feel, something you have to earn. Okay, Some, let's break this down. <laughs>
0: team isn't a bunch of kids something you belong to something you have to fight for
2: something you feel and a something feel. you have to earn something you have to earn what does that mean well you have to earn the trust of you have to you have to like earn the kind of communal respect and like i don't know what the right word is i get it
1: it's like (laughs) being (laughs) on a team isn't just being like okay we all play for this you're you're working together for the same yeah there has to be like a connection and and a respect (laughs) for other people and yeah same with working on a crew like if you're on a crew and your guys are just all there for the paycheck then whatever but if yeah. you're all like invested in making something together yeah it's very different
2: yeah i like the team one over the miracle one but i feel like i like the cool runnings one over all of them i mean i know you're
0: gonna say that Look, because yeah.
1: break it no down. matter what
0: <laughs> gold um, medal's a wonderful
1: thing so we're not even considering dodgeball i thought that was a joke <laughs>
2: i think the dodgeball one's funny (laughs) oh yeah
1: but what does that have to do with chelsea gives the point to
2: cool runnings i give it to dodgeball (laughs) no i mean it's maybe
0: it's not true though if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball because a ball is bigger (laughs) right i'm trying to think if you narrowly miss a wrench does it mean you narrowly can miss a ball imagine it imagine a wrench going (laughs) they're about like this thick yeah a ball yeah i just don't think it's true Though
2: they are going faster probably yeah a wrench has a would be scarier yeah i'd sure. be more scared of a wrench coming at me than a basketball it's a dodgeball a dodgeball whatever <laughs> <laughs> a basketball. basketball. what don't you like about the cool runnings quote I'm, I'm going through all the quotes Okay, well, go through the cool running quote. I mean, I I like the cool Runnings quote. I think that it's it it is a good message. I think that it it is more it's more of a specific quote. I mean, I guess not. But I feel you like you could it apply things.
0: it to like most things
2: in your life.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like any kind of award or any mm-hmm. kind of thing that you think you need to make you have any sort of self worth and any sort of like career aspect mm-hmm. or you know and anything like that. It's like you know if you put too much too much stock on the importance of like other people seeing you as the greatest then you're not going to really see the greatness inside of yourself because sometimes people can't see how good you are Mm -hmm. most people are so concerned with themselves Mm -hmm. i also just really like that quote i think about it a lot
1: yeah i guess i'll give i'll
0: give i'll give it we shall give cool runnings the point nice
1: all right the john candy character you'd want to coach you uh-huh Irv from cool runnings yeah del griffith from planes trains and automobiles great movie and barf from spaceballs
0: oh my god have you seen spaceballs yeah
2: really <laughs> yeah well wait i'm surprised <laughs> you're like i'm
0: proud I, you
2: don't watch things <laughs> <laughs> who made you watch spaceballs i have no idea I just know I've seen it. I've seen
0: that. I've seen that movie like a long time ago.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's one that I have like like a very vague memory. Of. Like like barely remember it, but I know I've seen it. I think *Planes, Trains, and Automobiles* is a really good movie,
0: though. I thought it was. You fun. should watch that movie. It it's, was fun. Um, I mean, in in terms of like, coaching me, Del Griffith kind of screws up a lot you know because he's kind of like a down on his luck guy i mean he's very happy Mm -hmm. he's always got this sort of energy and this sort of like joyfulness following him around but he also is like can't really do anything right (laughs) um and is like you know kind of living out of this trunk yeah going around i mean he's a very nice person but Mm -hmm. steve martin's like can you just leave me alone i don't know how good he would be at coaching you but he would encourage you
1: yeah you won't give up. Coaching me in what? In a sport. In a sport. Like, um, but it's not bobsleigh. So <laughs> just it's, like um, it's badminton. badminton. Okay, I've decided arbitrarily. Nice. They're coaching you in badminton. I love badminton.
0: So so Dell Griffith would be like, you're doing great, sweetie. Yeah. Like he job, would be sweetie. one of those people.
2: Yeah. I
0: don't know if he would be like the
2: one to push you. I think he'd be. I think he would be kind of more of the encouraging one of like, don't give up. I believe in you. Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting question then, because then you have to wonder, what's the best way to approach
0: coaching people? It's kind Mm -hmm. of like that whiplash question, Mm -hmm. which is like, is the J.K. Simmons character too much? Is he pressuring Miles Teller too much to become a great drummer, or is what he's doing actually pushing him to become great? Yeah. So which one would you rather be coached by? Would you rather have someone pushing you, or would you rather have someone who will encourage you? I mean, it doesn't mean that Irv doesn't encourage and he's not too hard on him, mm-hmm. but
2: he will yell at you if you're being bad. I don't think Del Griffith would. I mean, I feel like I personally would rather not be yelled at. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> but I personally
0: don't care about badminton. So.
2: <laughs> I mean, I just think I think someone that was would, is encouraging to me, I would like that more than someone who mm. could. Even though I know that he does, he isn't all the time. Just like yelling and like come on guys like yeah. i think i would prefer someone who just all the time is in general in a good mood and is fun cuz then you want to you you look forward to also going to train because you're like, this person's fun. They're just there to encourage me. They're still helping me, but I also am going to have a good time. Do you, well, I and we haven't talked about the Spaceballs guy because mm-hmm. I don't remember it. Yeah, I,
1: I don't, I don't <laughs> remember. It. His name's Barf, that's all I got for you. I have not seen it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, what are you
2: thinking? I mean, I know you I want mean, to give Cool Runnings a point. But not? like, same question that you asked me. Would you rather have someone more encouraging or some, someone who's pushing you more? I think it would depend on how much I cared.
1: Well, how I much do you care about
0: badminton? Not what? much. Well, like, well let's, if let's... I was an Olympic athlete, I would want someone to push me. Mm. I don't think it would be effective to have someone just encouraging you. Mm-hmm. But I don't. But personally, I I'd be like, I'm not interested in this. But <laughs> if you're gonna coach me, it's the thing of like a personal trainer too. It's mm-hmm. like sometimes like that'd be fun, but also I don't want anyone to like force me to do things. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't do it, I don't want them to look at me like I'm sad. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think some people are more into, like, being, again, being great. And I'm like, I just don't care. Some people like to be challenged. I feel like I would probably want Irv, but I think it really just depends on what you want. Because, I mean, you really have the deciding vote then.
2: I feel
1: like I'd prefer to not be able to. I also think that
2: it'd be more fun with plane streams and automobiles.
1: Yeah. It's more fun. All right. No point for round two. Last question mm-hmm. The best film score song to feature a steel drum? <sighs> yes. Okay. Country Lipso. Hans Zimmer, Cool Runnings. The Cantina Band song, John Williams' Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) I love your questions, Makenna, because
2: it makes her so mad. (laughs) Is that it? Those are the two options. There nice. were other
1: film scores. Can you play also-
2: the, the, the? Oh, I do like that song.
1: That song's so funny to me because it's like it's so out of place in the movie. Yeah, but everybody loves really it. Fun. Yeah,
2: it's great. I, I mean, mean I-, I do. I I mean, I haven't seen it, but I know I know that song. I've heard it a
1: lot. Are
0: there steel drums in that? Have you ever seen Star Wars Holiday
1: Special? No.
0: You heard of it? I've
1: heard of it. I heard they're not great. <laughs>
0: nope. <laughs> um, and they they do like a weird cantina band with lyrics. Someone's singing along to it. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Country Lips, That was so good. <laughs> what do you think?
2: I think Star Wars would have to. Get- <laughs> I think it would have
0: to. What is your aversion to giving this movie points?
2: I'm not. I'm being honest. Because that one's way more famous, first of all. Second of all, I think it's more catchy. Um, I also... I don't know, It has more more to it. I'm not saying more I don't happening. like... happening. What do you mean? It's more of a song. How? Country Lips was kind of long. Yeah, but also, like, I don't know. I've actually heard the Star Wars one, like in other places this one's just kind of it's in this movie like I've, I've I don't know I hear it randomly people I feel like it's definitely been used as like a meme song too oh, it is quite a meme for sure
0: but which one uses more steel drum
1: it's best song to feature
2: a steel drum
1: that okay. is
0: the
2: category but
0: if they can make it mostly steel drum and make it great I feel like that's a bit of a, a leverage
2: But also, they get rid of the steel drum partway through the other song.
0: Well, yeah, it's a transition. I know, it's a transition,
2: (laughs) but it's not in the whole song. It transitions to not having the steel drum. Yeah, because it's a change
0: in scene. It's important to the movie. It's important (laughs) to the thematic drive. It's important to the flow of the plot. It's a change in setting. Yeah. It's...
2: what what do you have to say about the star wars one though because you had a very uh Uh, mad reaction when she said because i know it is iconic yeah i like
0: cantina band i think if we're talking about the the bulk of john williams scores though i feel like he has a lot of better ones in the movie Mm -hmm. it's not to say cantina band is bad yeah but would you put it at the top of the scores in a new hope
1: it's the wrong like, That's question not to the ask quest. me. That's Chelsea not... is she cheating her way
0: <laughs> to yeah. you getting this. Yeah, but 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 I just feel like I, I I don't know. I just feel like I don't necessarily think it's a better song
1: <laughs> than the one from Cool Runnings. But Elsha's allowed yeah. to disagree with yeah. you. Yeah, and I do. You I,
2: really like the Cantina Band song? I've, I've seen the like movie once. I feel like <laughs> I do like that song. It's fun. I love that song. I, I feel, I I feel like, like if I if you said hey, you can couldn't I play even it? remember it until I. That's sang because it. I don't know the names of songs from Star Wars because I've seen that movie. Well, technically twice but like once recently and i don't know the songs i don't listen to the soundtrack so how would i know the song name that makes sense that i didn't know but when you went once you started singing i was like i i know that song a lot i've heard it a ton fine it's fine you can disagree
0: i'm just saying that the transition is so good that it makes it a great song in my opinion that
2: you're wrong in that i think it is a good transition i just think the other one's more fun i would if you said would you rather listen to the cool running song or the star wars song i would every time pick the star wars song it's I'm just more fun say, i'm
0: gonna start playing cantina band every day and you're gonna get so sick of it followed by temporary, temporary secretary.
2: secretary get ready for it just and then we'll ends s- up smothered by a pillow it's because i've you been playing temporary secretary I, you know i i snapped
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, fine don't give it to it it's fine it doesn't matter it's okay no appreciation <laughs> for the greatness of this movie it's fine go ahead tell me the final scores Then we give it one bonus point because you have no taste <laughs> i'm
2: just right. trying to rip apart this friendship <laughs> <laughs> she's like <laughs> just kidding
1: <laughs> all right so adding up all the scores from the five rounds and adding in the one bonus point it earned in the bonus best round our final score is 79.5 which gives it an 8 A-. minus. Nice. I'll take it. As I long
0: as it's great. in the A's. Yeah,
1: that <laughs> 0.5 squeaked it into the A's. Look at that. There you go, 0. 0.5 for loving it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, do you have any any uh, final thoughts on this movie then? I,
2: I just think it's super fun. It is, like, after you showed it to us... Um, I definitely made everybody watch. Yeah, you did. I do this thing
0: where I make people watch movies because I love them. And mm-hmm. lots of the time people get annoyed because they don't like them that much. What? But, well, maybe not with this movie, but definitely like, I made everyone in my family watch Singing in the Rain. And they were like, why are you still making us do this? Me when Chelsea made us watch Airplane. I didn't make anybody do that. I said, we should watch Airplane. And I think then she I made put me it watch
1: it and you were in the room. I put it on and you
2: guys Sounds like
1: I was forced to watch it. Sounds like you could have left. I think she left. (laughs) Didn't you leave? She didn't. She watched it all. I think she did leave. No, I watched the whole thing.
2: Oh, I thought she did leave. Yeah,
0: she secretly was like, I'm in on it. (laughs) You know? Um. So
2: but yeah i just think it's super fun after after we watched it i was like yeah that is really cute
0: i do really actually like making when people watch this movie because most of the time they do say that they like it mm-hmm. and i feel like their initial reaction is what a stupid idea for a movie so only way they
2: like it i'm like there you go i was right i'm totally down i love things that sound like they have stupid ideas and then they're actually great and because it, i think it always just like it, it takes people's expectations and you're like mm-hmm. well
0: you don't know it. I think maybe it's not so much that it's a stupid idea, but they think, how could you make a movie out of that?
2: Well, and yeah, Jamaican it just sounds. Team. Yeah, it just sounds like not. I mean, I think it's just something where you're like, how much of a plot can there be in that?
0: Yeah, but then, so I think a lot of it comes to, like, making the characters well-rounded enough and Mm -hmm. having that heart to it that really makes it shine. So, yeah, I would say everyone should go rewatch Cool Runnings Mm -hmm. because it's great. And, yeah, Mm -hmm. if that's everything, then. I think that's everything. Okay, so then be sure to follow us on Instagram at Cine.grade or on Twitter at Cinegrade to keep up with what films we review next. Feel free to send us suggestions on Instagram or email us at cinegradepodcast at gmail.com and let us know how you feel about the film. Send us your own great give us any thoughts you had if you disagree about anything feel free to tell us about that too we're always interested in having conversations about film also be sure to rate and review us on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to us uh, it really helps us to get more exposure so that more people can find us where can they reach you Elsha? um you can reach me on instagram at Kerr. You guys can also find me on Instagram at underscore Chelsea Mitchell underscore if you want to keep up with us, ask any questions, never hesitate to reach out. Um, I think that's all for this week. I'm Chelsea Mitchell. I'm Elsa Kerr, And we'll see you next time on Cinegrade.